Hey guys, so hoping everyone's well. This is, um, it's a day late, but I did say I would podcast every day this week and that will cover several topics. So, you know, I appreciate that a lot of people on Twitter left some suggestions of, um, you know, what you guys might want some podcasts to cover. Um, and you know, so I'm, I'm going to start to chip away um through those over the over the next few days um but so i guess today i can go through a little bit of an update hold on my throat seems to be not in a great way <coughs> yeah so i i thought today um i could start by by going over i i received a um an email and and i guess i i do a pretty good job on the podcast of um i guess you could say rambling um but i guess like in to to give some form of context would be a would a good it was a it was a it was a great email because it, it sort of was um it, it makes a lot of sense i i always assume that everybody has listened to like every episode or Probably more than that, I just assume that everybody knows what I'm doing and where I am, which is a very naive outlook to have um, on my situation. Um, but look, so I, I guess episodes now, I'm going to try to start with a little bit of context, which if you've been listening to every episode, then, you know, don't don't, you know, forgive me if that becomes repetitive. But um, look, to, to get stuck in, um, I'm I'm in London. Um, I've been splitting my time between Belfast and London. The idea was not to go back the altitude, um, to try and, you know, stay at sea level for a little bit longer and, um, basically just see if I could make the same, um, you know, create the same fitness or make the same progressions at sea level, um, simply focusing on putting, together you know a, a fairly consistent period of training um not a particularly not like a super super hard block of training um but also like not easy right so um you know i i've, I've told you guys little bits about the training but at the end of the day for context this is a it's now eight and a half weeks to rotterdam um so i'm about i think i'm three and a half weeks out from a half marathon um i'll just check that to be sure i think it's three and a half weeks though um so let's see so one two three four yeah about three and a half just over three and a half weeks to a half marathon in paris um and then i think after that sorry i sort of shouted there um after that it's about five weeks to rotterdam so i guess we're eight and a half weeks out from rotterdam marathon um the you know the the goals there are um to hit some qualifying times um at the moment at the moment i'm not going to any championships this year basically and um, which is the first time i've found myself in that position for a lot of years now um and so at the moment i'm really putting in just some solid work to try to get myself at a at a decent level of fitness to be able to you know go to Rotterdam and and essentially run a qualifying time which will help me qualify and be call it selectable 
um, for these championships later in the year. And so this year you have world champs, Commonwealth Games, European champs. Um, and I guess depending on how the likes of Rotterdam goes would then dictate, um, you know, what I do next. Um, and so look, the, the, the purpose of the next, um, camp, you know, like I, I'm in Teddington. I, I guess Teddington's a, a form of camp in itself because, you know, I'm away from home and, um, the, the purpose of being here is for training and I have a good setup here and, and, you know, access to physio and access to training partners. And that's always useful. Um, but the whole, I guess the whole purpose of the next, you know, I've already had about five or six weeks of pretty solid training. Um, and the next, I guess, eight and a half weeks now, as I've just pointed out towards Rotterdam, it was, it was really geared towards, yes, hitting a qualifying time. Um, but it was, but it was also an opportunity to, to try something new in training that could hypothetically lead to, to a pretty good result. And I felt it was a, I felt it was a safe, safe, safe almost sounds easy. The training is certainly not easy, um, but safe in a way that, you know, less travel, much closer to physio support, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, just, just safe in a, an easy to monitor if things are progressing kind of way. Um, versus if we're talking not safe and I'm I'm believe me I've spent so much time at altitude I'm I'm not suggesting this is bad or um you know unsafe to me would be you know going to Ethiopia for example and and simply training what we would call really hard but much harder to track exactly you know what the benefit was of certain sessions and so but that remember when I'm talking that that's kind of what I did before my 209 and so for all I know at this stage that might be what I have to do to run 209 but I'm really curious if I can do it another way right and so that's kind of like I, I feel like the the risks that come with training really really hard, and um, as we as you've just seen, when you train really really hard, and what I mean by that is, um, you kind of throw science out the window, you throw heart rate out the window, you just really get involved. Almost, it's almost like going and training with a group that you know on paper they're all much better than you, but you just but you just three or four times a week throw yourself in at the deep end and just, you know, fight or flight, right? Just just push and push and push and try to keep up. And, and if you can't keep up, do a little bit less, but, you know, jump back in. And, and I guess that's one that's one way to do it. Um, it worked really well for London 2020. The problem is when when that option was no longer available to me, and what I mean by that is, it's not every day you can just go on camp with, and I'm, I'm sorry that I'm like name dropping, but like, you know, with Andrew Butchard and Mo Farah and Bashir Abdi, you know, it's, it's, these are Olympic finalists, Olympic medalists, um, Bashir and Mo Olympic medalists, Bashir European record holder. 
for the marathon, two or three. So it's not every day that you can just, that's not always an option is what I'm basically saying. So then you've, what, what, what we sort of seen in 2021 was that when you try to, when you try to replicate similar to that system, but doing it by yourself and, and doing it in different places of the world, et cetera, et cetera, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it didn't materialize, right? So 2021, um, on paper was, was for sure the, the worst year I've had. Um, my progression had been really, really nice up until that point. And so it had been a very safe and, and well structured and, and easily monitored progression. Um, you know, I, I've talked about this before, but 217, 215 for the marathon, 213, 2201, 21152, 209.48. It's like every year I just, I just got little bits faster. Um, and then 2021, um, yeah, sadly there was kind of like a reverse. Um, and I know that, um, I know the feeling amongst a lot of elite athletes is it was a little bit unfair that, you know, the, the opportunity you had was, you know, the Olympic games, which was really hot and humid. Um, and then of course I chose to run Boston, which is like, to me, it was a very hilly course and, and hills that I'm not used to. And so, it might not have been two fair opportunities in 2021 instead of my my previous marathons has been Houston, London, um, very flat and, and easy, easy to tree and four marathons is what I probably say. You know what you're going to get. Flat course. You can time trial it pretty easily, et cetera, et cetera. So but it was still my my slowest year to date. And so the plan the plan for this year really it really became all about trying to get back trying to get some of the skills that I call it can possess back and and get them back on track and so the idea was to was to put a was to put a system in place you know we we've, we've I'm sure we've all read little bits about other people's training and um, one of the things that really fascinated me was, you know, this, the, the, we'll call it the Norwegian model of training and, and how they, I think Nick Badu actually has a very similar system, you could say, but not the same as the Norwegian model, of course. But a system is basically something that you might follow 40 weeks of the year and 40 weeks of the year, you keep things pretty similar and by doing that it's very easy to monitor progress and it's also very easy to see if things are moving forward or if things are not moving forward um it also if it's a depending on the system if the system is geared towards long-term improvement that can be very useful so Sometimes, sometimes the training you're going to do is going to be very specific towards a race that might be in two or three weeks time. Other times the training you'll do will still help your race in two to three weeks time, but actually they're going to provide a longer term benefit as well, like over the years, year on year, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so the, the idea was to, to build my own. Um, system that you know involved 
getting getting a few skills back that I that I possess, which was like a bit of speed. Um, I wanted to bring back um like half marathon speed because my half marathon in the space of a year had gone from you know sixty one oh eight to sixty three fifty maybe. Um, and so this was all. This was all kind of a process um, of getting a few things back to where where they had been before, and so there was a clear there was a clear structure in terms of this is what I want to achieve, this is how I could achieve it, this is where things are sitting right now, and this is where uh, like across different points of the year where I would like things to get to, and and a lot of this was. Um, heart rate controlled, lactate testing controlled, um, and then I had markers from, you know, previous results and previous marathons, and and I could of course compare, um, markers from now to those times, um, and yeah, like the, it's funny because I I made a I tweeted on um Twitter about um treadmills. And, and, and the, the interesting reason why I tweeted was because I'd actually just done the treadmill session. Um, and I'm, I'm finding what I'm finding difficult about comparing previous data is I'm never on the same treadmill. And so, of course, there's a, there's a treadmill, um, the, the physio that I go to in Teddington, there's a treadmill there. Um, and when I run at 20 kilometers an hour, you know, my heart rate doesn't go above maybe 160. Um, and the treadmill that I ran on, for example, this morning um, in my first rep, which was 18 and a half kilometers an hour, my heart rate was, you know, going up above 160. And I, I find things like that frustrating because um, which, you know, which one do you trust? Do you trust the one at the physio? Do you trust the one, um, you know, at the gym this morning? And and so what I ended up doing was, you know, doing that first rep on the treadmill and, and you know, call me crazy. But I actually then just decided to go outside and um, it's a it's a mild jog to the track. And I just went to the track and did the session on the track because, look, I'm I'm tired all of 2021. It, it seemed like I was guessing my fitness because I was either at altitude or or I, I, you know, maybe I'd never done a session before. And so I couldn't really compare it. And, and I just, you know, I, the, the six weeks, for example, that I did before, you know, my personal bests, I did them in France in Font Rameau and I didn't spend any time at all in 2021 in France. And so, you know, how do you compare fitness to previous? And that's, that's in a way that was part of, the point I was trying to drive home about treadmills that, and I love the treadmill. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm such a big fan. Um, but you know, am I going to let that really bother me this morning that, you know, I'm, I'm a kilometer and a half slow and my heart rate's higher when the reality is it, it literally could just be that the calibration on that treadmill isn't quite the same as the one in the physio. And, and so it's a real that that 100 percent is the case, because then when I went to the track, you know, it was pretty obvious that's the case. But look, these are the little things you're looking out for. So I put this system in place and it's been it, it's been challenging Um it's challenging because the training's not easy. 
Um, and then I got to be honest, guys, it's it's also challenging when you know progression doesn't happen at the rate that that you'd like it to happen, and you've got this idea about you know where you'd want the fitness to be, and when you're when you're regularly testing um heart rate and lactate and and keeping an eye on things like that it 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 can be frustrating let me tell you it can, it can be really frustrating and and it can be really disheartening um and i guess it can be disheartening when you know you you maybe do a session and you know you sort of thought things were improving and then you know maybe you're maybe you're tired or or you know maybe you're not maybe maybe it's just the reality but you know you maybe do a session four or five weeks apart and the results are the same sometimes the results are worse and you 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 tend to forget the good days really quickly so you you forget the good day where you know you were going much faster and and the lactate was good and all the rest of it and you tend to you tend to narrow in on you know a day where you know you're running a bit slower and the lactate's a bit higher and so it's but it it does show you in a way this is this is something I'm gonna sort of like it shows you in a way how and I'm gonna say fickle running is as a sport. Um and and I'll tell you why, because like today, for example, I did my last two K in six minutes. Um and then I took a lactate. And I've never done that before, so I don't really have a comparison. But I, but I know if I was looking at the heart rate. So if I was looking at the average heart rate, which I think was like 161, which is really good. Um, you know, I'd be really happy about that. But then I wasn't super happy or excited about the lactate. And so like, but like, I'm, I'm going to say this in like a nice way, but like, how dare I not be happy about that lactate when, you know, I've never really, so, like for a bit of context, today was five times two k, and on the fifth two k, I ran six minutes, and the average heart rate was one sixty one, right? And before London Marathon, bear in mind, before London Marathon, I had like fully tapered. It was three days before the marathon, and I did a two k in six o two, so two seconds slower, and my average heart rate was one fifty eight. And so my average heart rate today was only three beats higher. And bear in mind, I'd already done four reps. And so that's kind of to be expected. But of course, I have no idea what the lactate was that day, you know, before London. I have no clue. Absolutely no clue. But if I wasn't taking lactates and I was only looking at heart rate, I would have came away from the track today like, pretty buzzing if that makes sense because i'd be like wow like you know 161 like sweet kushti um but of course that's the that's the fickle nature of running and why i would say it's a fickle nature is because you could have a group of five athletes and you know you could do a session like five times 2k together and you know if 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 all you're going off is either heart rate or maybe you know a lot of groups don't even train to heart rate so you're just you're simply going off the ability to finish the session, you know. So if all five athletes average, call it six minutes per 2K, 
and your five athletes finish that session and they all stay together at six minutes. You know, the reason it's fickle in a way is that, you know, one of the athletes out of those five, their lactate might be four or three. And, you know, another athlete in the group, their lactate could be 10. And, but let me tell you, that's two very, very different lactates. And as you get better at running, you get better at almost mask and tiredness. And so you can, you can still look pretty good and make it look like you were pretty comfortable. But the reality is 10 millimoles would tell you, you know, you were not. And that's, remember that does not just, that's not just, that's not the same for, you know, five different individuals. That could be me comparing, you know, my lactate, I think today was 4.6 at, at six minutes. Um, and, and I kind of wanted it to be like three. And here's the thing, like, for all I know before London, because I didn't check it before London, it might have been, I don't know, three, 2.5. But it might have actually been six. <laughs> I don't know, you know. And that's the, it's it's the same for you guys. What I'm what I'm sort of suggesting is what what happened in 2021 is I could find I could find little details that gave me a little bit of confidence, and so I could find oh my god, like you know my average heart rate today was 161, and and you know before London it was 158, so I must be close. But like you're if you're if you're having to look for little details and it's not what you need is almost facts. Facts are races. So if you don't have lactate testing, you can race 10Ks, 10 mile races, half marathons. They're see them as facts. They're fact. Hopefully they're well measured courses. And if you run a similar time to what you've run before, it's a fact. Right. What, what probably isn't fact is just, just being able to complete sessions that, you know, you were perhaps able to do in the past. Because what I'm sort of saying to you is, is that you can, there's a difference between doing a session at the right intensity and being able to finish a session. And so that means you might, it's hard to remember exactly how you felt a year before when you did a certain session, et cetera. And so you might be able to do, you know, eight times a mile or six times a mile at the same pace as you were able to a year ago. But but you don't really know how hard you were working. And and also, if I'm honest with you, heart rate is such a such a variable thing. It goes up, it goes down. It depends what you've ate. It depends how you've slept. It depends if you're hydrated. It can be all over the place. And so it's not always a true marker. And often that can lead to, you know, a false sense of security when it comes to your fitness. And so really I've had to, it's taken a massive, sorry, like ego hit. And like, I'm having to run at paces that I, I really don't want to run at. I mean, I mean like, yeah, I'm just having to run a lot slower than, um, I'd like to run. And that can be quite upsetting. Um, it can be quite upsetting when, you kind of understand the interpretation of the results and, and, you know, you're doing these reps and, and you want like two millimoles is roughly marathon pace. And so, you know, 
I'm looking at five minute mile pace and I'm kind of wanting that to be two millimoles. And, and I guess at the moment it's not. And that can be, that can be frustrating. Um, but at the same time, I think when, when you accept the situation and you accept where you're at and, and you accept the challenge to, you know, keep, keep chipping away and keep trying and keep showing up. Um, at least you have the opportunity to potentially get the fitness to a place where it is where you want it to be. Yeah. And, and also, I guess there's a bit of clarity in terms of, let's say it never gets to five minute mile pace, right? You know, for talk's sake. Um, well then at least on the start line, you're not, you're not trying to shoot for something that you're not capable of at that moment in time. And I think that's really important because this is where, um, in the past, I think for all athletes, you know, we, we, if we don't race for a while or we don't do a half marathon or, you know, we don't have any form of testing, um, it's, it's really easy to, you know, go into a race and, and try to, try to sort of hit the standard that you, that you want to achieve. Um, key phrase there being want versus, you know, hitting the, hitting the performance that perhaps your body was capable of achieving. And that's two very different things. Um, want and desire and, um, big goals. And, you know, they're, they're the things we dream about and we get excited about. And, um, and that's really where you want things to get to. But oftentimes you have to deal with and, and accept where things are. Um, and so today that was probably a bit frustrating, a bit frustrating that, um, it, it, I didn't perhaps hit some of the, um, the figures that I wanted to. Um, and that, that can be annoying. Um, but that's okay. And, and you know, you, you, you take that on the chin and I had a little, a little strop in the warm down and, and sort of got pissed off about that. But, but actually there's, there's been some, there's been some really good days where, you know, the lactates have been in a good place. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm being not, doesn't have that I have to say I'm being honest, but like I did run the best part of 18 miles on Saturday at, you know, 519 pace. And, um, you know, there was two double thresholds the week before. And, and so you, you can, you can also some days just be a little bit tired and that's also okay. Um, my frustration with running would be that it's not the kind of sport that, you know, just because you're a little bit tired, you know, you can't necessarily be like, oh, well, you know, I'll just take a few days off because running's kind of really annoying that, you know, then you take a few days off and, and you come back and, and then you're just slower because you've maybe lost a bit of fitness. And so by, by a few days off, I mean like a week. Um, but even if I honestly, I don't even think I could take two or three days off without stress and that I'd probably lost something. Um, and that's the battle. It really is a battle. It's a, you know, I'm smiling, but I'm fucking pissed off with running today. Um, it, it can, it can be very testing. It can be very testing psychologically. And, you know, it, it feels like sometimes you're, you know, you're there. I mean, the stone chipper quote is one of, one of my favorites where, um, you, 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 sometimes it really does feel like you're hammering away and hammering away and, and really nothing's coming together for you. Um, and then every now and again, it just, it just clicks and, and you know, that's like, 
the stone chipper, you know, one of one of these times that he hits his hammer against the big stone, it you know, it, it breaks. And obviously it wasn't that final blow is the one that, you know, created the big boof and it, it splits up and, and it breaks into lots of tiny, tiny rocks. But but actually it was the, you know, fifty thousand hammers before and and so that's the idea. If you if you stop before you get your reward, you know, you never really get to see what all your hard work was was sort of pushing towards. And and you know, I I've got frustrated recently that the progression has slowed a little bit and um and then obviously on days where maybe I'm a little bit tired, it even feels sometimes like it's gone backwards and you know, that can be really upsetting and, and that can really eat you alive a little bit and get to you. Um but I think without without patience, without trusting what you're doing is gonna, you know, pay off. Um you know, those are the things that you need. Patience, persistence and trust that, you know, what you're doing is is gonna is gonna pay off and, and it's and, and the big key word there also is just acceptance. And that means um, on days like today where, you know, maybe you're just a little bit tired or maybe it's not tiredness and, and the fitness just isn't totally where you want it to be. And remember, that's just today. Um, well, then sometimes you have to just, you know, put your tail between your legs and go a bit slower. And that's obviously, you know, today's a double threshold day. And so um, th- this morning was probably a bit a bit all over the place with with being at the treadmill and then it you know it being too hot and and the treadmill not seeming like it was accurate um and and then you know I run to the track and and I do it on the track and um and then like the lactates are a bit all over the place like sub 2 sub 2 a bit over 2 a bit over 3 a bit over 4 um and and yeah it feels a bit all over the place and so the the key to going and doing a session tonight is is really learning from this morning and and bringing everything back to call it like neutral territory and really really doing a very simple session that I know for certain is going to keep the the lactate and and rhythm exactly where I want it to be and so you know worst case scenario today the paces might not be what you wanted them to be but at least you executed the session in a really good way. And that's that's all you can do. You can't always ask that, you know, your body's really fast or you can't always ask that, you know, the lactates are super low at certain speeds. But what you can do is make sure to the best of your ability and the best of your knowledge, you run the paces that are going to create the the outcome that you want. And, you know, for me tonight, that might mean that I have to run you know, I normally run 255, 255, 256, 255, 257. Um, and, and tonight I might have to, you know, run 302 um, and maybe 305. Um, and, and that's just it, it feels like a step backwards. But actually, it's a it's a step backwards in terms of speed, but it's a step forward in terms of executing training correctly. And being disciplined and accepting that today, on this day, doesn't doesn't mean the next race is bad. Doesn't mean just means today. That's what the body's able to give. Um, and so look, that's 
that's all. I, I, I'm going to leave you with that. Today was a little update on what I've been doing. Tomorrow, I'm going to start to chip through um, some of the topics that you guys have tweeted and, and some of the things you guys are interested in. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for, you know, replying and giving some ideas. And um, I hope a little bit of the context helped today. And, um, you, you know, you can understand that, like, on a personal note, I, I struggle in training too. Um, my progression isn't always linear. It's not always perfect. It's not always at a really fast rate. The first couple of weeks it was, and, and I really enjoyed that, and that was really fun. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's slowed a bit, and so that, that's a test in itself. That tests me. Um, but look, I hope you guys are, are well. I hope you guys are healthy and, and, and training and excited about, you know, your next lot of weeks. Um, and yeah, have a great day.